0: <laughs> it would be a Wolves fan, eh? <laughs> Off goes full. Steve Ball might get win, he's here for Walsh, in the shot! Hi everybody and welcome to your latest GTA fancast with me Gully. Now normally obviously I'll be uh, reviewing the latest fixture but due to the circumstances surrounding uh, the Wolves managerial position based on the fact that Bruno Large is no longer in situ uh, at Wolverhampton Wanderers, I have actually gone away and had a look at what could be our new manager. Um, I've decided to actually not uh, have a look at the the usual suspects that we've been linked with, like likes of uh, Pedro Martins, Ruben Amarim, um, just because I think it's worth pointing out that there's a world away from George Mendes and his cabal of players, staff, uh, managers as well. And um, whilst it might be the case that we do end up going down that familiar route, I think it is worth just considering that there's a whole network of people out there that, are worth consideration and worth um looking into as as potential managers because there's so much talent out there as proven by the likes of brighton like brentford and um, of plucking uh, certain managers from relative obscurity and um them going on to do really really successful things uh, at those clubs but i've got five managers i've picked out from across europe and also one from south america um running from left to right there on your screen we've got Kjetil Knutsen uh from butter glimt uh marcelo gallardo from river plate uh, urs, uh sorry frank frank Heiss, i think you, you pronounce it from uh rc Lens, and uh urs Fischer from union berlin who are having an amazing time and um, kind of late last night obviously the name bo svensson uh arrived as part of a, a short list of candidates so i'll kick off with looking at svensson um he wasn't someone that was on my radar initially But given the links that have uh, come up uh, since yesterday, I thought it would be worth considering what type of manager that he is. And um, as of many managers that are are based in the Bundesliga, he is a bit of a and Press disciple. He's had time within the kind of Red Bull um, conglomerate at FC Liffering, who are the feeder club to to RB Salzburg, really. And um, off the back of uh, managers to kind of be really embedded in those uh, RB Leipzig and RB Salzburg ways of high press football you know the Ralph Rangnick school of, of management and um, I think while he he's, he's clearly had instant success at Mainz he came in uh, to a team that was actually sat within the bottom three and instantly turned around a leaky defense straight away and, and, and got them playing much much better I'm not sure that our squad profile actually sits well with someone who wants to come in and instantly start pressing teams high at the pitch he likes his teams to have a lot of high turnovers and as a result a lot of shot volume um off the back of it so consistently winning it high consistently getting shots off what he would say is that you know if we wanted someone to come in and implement their ideas very quickly perhaps based on the evidence that that happened at Mainz someone like svensson is is a, is a good option but And his performance as well is quite in line with his XG for and against, uh, especially this season and last season um, at Mainz. So it's a pretty good indicator of what to expect from Spence and it's not getting any wild over performances on that data front. But he's also a manager that isn't necessarily that inclined to want to keep possession. Uh, I think we are a team that is built in terms of the squads to keep the ball a lot of tidy technicians in in possession of the ball quite safe footballers but at the same time trying to get them to to kind of implement a new way of playing for them in terms of a high press and and redirect football to, to get shots off uh wouldn't necessarily be the easiest transition but the bottom line there as well which i've highlighted in, in one of those bullet points is that he's a predominantly 3-4-3-3-5-2 manager and we really don't have uh, the depth at center half in particular to go away and actually implement um that style of play anymore we've seen with nathan collins's suspension that um bruno's answer to that question was to to chuck uh ruben Neves in at center half and kind of have johnny as a kind of fullback center half hybrid as well in there so um interesting to see if we were to go down that route whether um there would be a bit of january activity i think to to bring in another the and Us yes, and Moscara become much more prominent figures within that and the next manager is uh, someone who's who's come really out of nowhere um to kind of take europa conference league in, in in particular last season by storm and that's uh, Kjetil knutsen who is the manager of bodo glimt um You'll remember him for being the guy who inflicted Jose Mourinho's heaviest career defeat last season, um, 6-1 against Roma, up in the Arctic Circle, basically, where where Bodo played their, their home games. It was an unbelievable fixture. Um, you'll also remember him over two legs, um, doing really, really well against Celtic and, and uh, getting past them in the Europa Conference League rounds. And ultimately, um, having come full circle and played Roma again in the quarterfinals, got knocked out. But an unbelievable run within Europe. And um, there's a few interesting things about, uh, Knutson, which, um, in terms of his managerial past, this is the only job he's had, which kind of maybe is a bit of a drawback, but he came through as an assistant manager to the, to the, um, the man, the sporting director initially, um, and then overtook the, the sporting director as, as he kind of went upstairs after the, fir- after the first season he had at the club. And, um, He's actually been responsible for winning the first two titles in Buda's history. Um, so, gone to show that he he's really um, taken an, an underachieving club, an underachieving side and unfancied team uh, to new heights. And uh, he's done that by playing really good attacking football as well. Generally playing a 4-3-3. They like to play through the thirds. I'd, I'd uh, definitely urge you to go and watch the highlights of the Celtic uh, game at uh, Buda and um and, and obviously at celtic park as well just to see the kind of quality of football that they were playing because it was really really easy on the eye the interesting thing that i found was that after their their first um, title win they actually sold their two best players in philips in Carnagle to watford and jens petter Hager to uh, ac milan and then went on to win the title again so he's, he's comfortable with losing players and then regenerating likes to to focus on youth and in that 2020 season in 30 games his team got 103 goals which is unbelievable now again he's not worked outside of scandinavia his teams do like to to focus on kind of pressing high up the pitch which doesn't lend itself naturally to to, to wolves at the moment I, I don't think but at the same time it would be really exciting um an interesting uh, appointment i think if we were to go down that route now this one i picked out uh for myself who i think has maybe gone a little bit under the radar um uh, biding uh, from from france actually and um his name is frank heiss who is the rc lance manager Um now lance actually got promoted three seasons ago now and um since promotion much like wolves uh when they got promoted under nuno Asperger, uh, santo consecutive seven place finishes they've not done it the uh the nuno and wolves way we w- weren't able to kind of go out and spend the kind of money that that will to show that um, he's able to bring in talent, utilise it, and move it on as well, much like uh, Knutson. So, if you look at uh, the likes of Shekhter Kure, who have moved on, who's moved on to Crystal Palace in the last year, Arno Kalumuendo was a young player who was on loan from PSG, who's actually moved on as well now, and he's, he's managed to consistently keep up, um, keep up the ability of the team to actually perform at a good level. Jonathan Klaus was one of the, the kind of stars of uh, the Lens team uh, last season, worked his way into the French setup as well, has now moved on to Marseille, but he, he from right wing-back, was a massive, massive part of uh, Francaise's uh, team in, in doing well. He really insists on his wing-backs being very productive. On the other side, he's got Przemyslav uh, Frankowski, who's doing well uh, on the left flank. And um, again, slight drawback being that he does play a 3-4-3, but that that ability to to have those three center halves as we know can be a a good way to alleviate pressure and play out from the back and his defenders kevin danso and medina two of the top ten in league league at the moment um medina is is the one who kind of tends to pass his way out of the back and uh, jonathan gradit who, who is the one that carries it really from from the other side with kevin danso sat in between the the two of them um another one who has only managed one team uh, and never outside of France uh, as he worked either so potential for uh, a bit of a a risk there obviously without having worked in a different environment but again another you know good young manager who's clearly got a lot of potential now we're going to go over to uh, South America now for the next um, for the next candidate and that's Marcelo Gallardo slightly different type of manager he's actually been quite a long serving uh, manager compared to probably most on the planet really he's been manager at river plate since 2014 which in the in the modern day era it really is a long time to be kind of uh, taking charge of a single club and maybe there's a question mark there over whether you know teams have come in for him or not or whether there have been doubts over you know his his actual abilities but he has been name checked by guardiola as a coach with real potential and he showed in the their latest uh, title win that the team was miles ahead of everybody else in the league on xg on xga on progressive carries progressive passes as well just totally obliterated the argentinian league and really kind of um played a lot of attacking football within that as well he obviously had julian alvarez who's gone on to to start really well at manchester city um, with, with a real goal threat enzo fernandez that we know really really well because of our um reported links with him in the summer uh which which came close to fruition but unfortunately he ended up going to Benfica and he started well there as well but the interesting thing for me about gallardo is he's not really wedded to a particular system he plays three at the back sometimes he plays a four at the back sometimes keeps teams guessing often plays quite a narrow midfield as well and uh, plays with the Diamond but you know I'd, I'd be curious to see how that would kind of play out at, at Wolves as well but the only slight question mark I had was that in his eight years at the club he has only won the one league title now obviously we know River Boca the two main clubs within Argentina that would kind of be fighting it out for for the top. The top prize he has won the Copa libertadores as well which is another fiercely contested continental competition and um, which which shows his his kind of credentials as winning titles which can only be a good thing um but again um maybe a slight drawback there that he hasn't uh, worked anywhere else outside of south america previously was in uh, uruguay with nacional as well but another really exciting manager who uh, has been tips for for big things uh, in the future and um I've got one final candidate, and this this isn't necessarily the most serious one. I think just because I think if when you when you delve a bit deeper into the into the data and analytics behind their success so far, maybe it isn't what quite what it's cracked up to be. But Union Berlin, you cannot ignore at this moment in time. The top of Bundesliga. You know, there's there's very rare a time when you you have a look at the Bundesliga table and it's not Bayern Munich at the top of it. And if it isn't, then you expect maybe a Gladbach, a Leverkusen, or a Dortmund to be there. But for Union Berlin to actually be sat atop the table is unbelievable. And you know, Urs Fischer is a Swiss manager, previously managed at Basel, and um, has taken them from the second division in, in Germany up through um to the top of the Bundesliga over the last four seasons. And he's really kind of overseen a nice gradual improvement within that team again losing key players squad regeneration is a real key factor here he's, he's he's happy to see people move on with a plan behind it to actually replace them you know the big uh sale that they made this summer was taiwa one who's, who's obviously joined uh, not even the forest but he's brought in uh, the likes of jordan sebachu who has started uh started really well with the uh, giraldo sheraldo becca from um from Suriname, actually i believe uh kind of uh from dutch football who's and they're both kind of dovetailed really really nicely as a, as a front pair now again another manager who's having success with the back three system perhaps it's a bit more um than it's cracked up to be at Wolves we've obviously been become really um you know worn out by by playing a back three and and the lack of attacking invention with it but it goes to show that there are managers who can make something uh, with that shape and maybe we can reconsider that but again lacking that depth at centre half to really um transition to it without additions in there i think um they do play a bit more of a direct style probably with having two genuine forwards up top they're able to do that and you know they're a really physical team they insist on you know high levels of athleticism in their t- in their side and i think they run on average 5k more than every other team in the league at the moment um what i will say and and this is this is absolutely ridiculous frankly but they are overperforming their xg by about 8 goals i think at the moment um now if you look back at i think there's a, a particularly um, heavy victory over schalke a bunch of absolute screamers went in that day, but they've managed to obviously c- keep some level of consistency so far this season. It is early days within the campaign, but just an interesting one to consider whether, you know, as Fischer can actually translate that into another club. But, you know, long may the, con- the success continue at uh, Union Berlin. Now, we know it might not be the case that any of these managers rock up at Wolves, but at the end of the day, there's, um, there's always food for thought when you, the other other names that are about in in european football just because you know we we are in bed with george Mendes as it as it is doesn't mean we have to go back down that route it didn't quite work with bruno large obviously it did with nuno but it um it it kind of narrows down that that pool of talent to such an extent that we could be missing a trick um in a number of areas now Bo Fenson um could be a promising one as has as been mentioned but the likelihood is at the moment it seems that hulen lopetegi is going to be the uh the, the front runner at this point but maybe some food for thought like I say uh for the Molyneux board to actually consider something slightly left field and and we'll wait and see and uh it's quite an exciting time to be honest now to hopefully get us back on track and get us scoring some goals again